Hey yo, look like I'm going for a swim. Dunk on him now, I'm swinging up the rim. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Wednesday, July the 18th. I'm Donald Ware. Hope you're having a great week. It's hump day, middle of the week. And a lot of noise. If you hear some noise in the background, I'm actually multitasking. So my children are at a water park. I'm keeping an eye on them while bringing you the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Today we're going to stay in the SWAC's Eastern Division. And as a matter of fact, um, we're going to take a look at Alcorn State, who continues to win the SWAC's Eastern Division. Continues to win the SWAC's Eastern Division. Four straight Eastern Division titles. I mean, it's been since 2015 since they've won a championship. But I think that things open up a little bit in the SWAC this year. I think that because, I mean, I think Grambling's going to be still be a good football team, but it, it's not going to be the dominant football team, I think, that we've seen in the SWAC over the last couple of years and I think that opens up an opportunity for Alcorn State to try and win a SWAC championship which um, again their last championship was back in 2015 and of course they went to the inaugural celebration bowl that year and of course they're trying to get back to the celebration bowl and so uh, you know Fred McNair now in his third season as the head football coach at Alcorn State but had been the offensive coordinator um, prior to that, had been on the coaching staff prior to that. And he's got some good players. I mean, he's got some players coming back. Um, I, I, you know, D- Alcorn State under Jay Hobson, the staple was defense. And I'm not saying that the staple still isn't defense, but um, from a success standpoint, the defense hasn't been as strong as it had been. With that being said, the offense, I mean, has been tremendous. I mean, you're talking about an Alcorn State football team last year. That averaged close to 470 yards of total offense last year. It's going to be a little bit more difficult, I think, this season. uh, Just because from a personnel standpoint. I mean, anytime you lose a guy like a Lenore's Footman. um, And again, I know Noah Johnson split some time with Lenore's Footman. As a matter of fact, Noah Johnson and Lenore's Footman have split time the last couple of years. More so when you go back to the 2016 season because... Uh, Footman was hurt quite a bit, but that gave um, Noah Noah an opportunity to, you know, kind of showcase, you know, some of what he's able to do. But no Lenore's Footman, no Delance Turner. I thought Delance Turner was absolutely spectacular. First team all swack last year. Um, so that that's going to be a little, you know, you're going to lose, definitely lose um, a little bit right there if you are uh, Alcorn State. But I think with that being said, uh, you bring in two guys and Noah Johnson, who's now going to take over this offense. You know, the interesting thing to me um, about Lenore's Footman, especially that first year in 2015, I mean, he was a guy that mostly was able to, I would say, mostly able to uh, run the football. But he became a pretty good passer, completed 60 percent of his passes on last year. You take that out of the equation. But again, I think. Noah Johnson, to me, has a little bit of something to prove in this respect. Um, You know, Austin Howard no longer at Southern. I mean, when you look at the quarterbacks that have been in the SWAC over the last couple of years, I mean, Austin Howard, to me, has been probably over a four-year period in all four of his years, the best quarterback in the SWAC for four years. But he was the SWAC's offensive uh, rookie of the year. But he never made all SWAC because of the quarterback play. 
mean, you look at the quarterback at Grambling on last year was absolutely, or really the last two years has been really, really good. So it, it sort of took away um, from the shine of an Austin Howard, again, Lenore's footman, um, you know, some guys that have really been able to do things at quarterback in the swag. Well, sort of, you know, I think with respect to Noah Johnson a little bit this year, he's the, the first team guy coming in by default. Um, a little bit. I mean, if you look at the numbers last year, they weren't spectacular. Yeah, he had limited playing time. He completed just a little bit above 50% of his passes, four touchdowns to four interceptions uh, in the games. He, he probably, you know, attempted 125 passes. So he's going to be, you know, with this offense, he's going to have a little bit of something to prove this year. But I tell you what, he's going to have a guy in the backfield that's going to be able to do some things for him this year in a P.J. Simmons that's going to be able to help him out in the backfield. I mean, P.J. Simmons on last year averaged 8.6, count them, 8.6 yards per rush on last year. So, you know, you, you, you figure that into the backfield along with Noah Johnson. I mean, they're going to be able to have a little bit of success there. They're looking to have a little bit of success there um, with that one-two, certainly with that one-two combination for Alcorn State. Um you know, also for them offensively, I mean, they're going to have a pretty good offensive line this year. They got a couple of second-team preseason guys in Deontay Brooks and Kevin Hall on the offensive line, and then you add into that mix um, a first uh, a a uh, well, really though a, a first-team guy, excuse me, a first-team guy in Mustafa Ibrahim uh, for that offensive line. That that offensive line is going to be pretty solid for Alcorn State on this year defensively again that's where Alcorn State um I'm not gonna say I mean they've they've had some struggles I mean I think they definitely had some struggles um defensively but their offense was so good that they were able to you know to outscore opponents um you know if you looked at that Eastern Division this year I mean it, it you know they've been able to win the East because they were just so much more talented than the other teams I mean you know Alabama State not uh, they they finished strong but uh, a bad start for them Alabama A&M hadn't been very good Mississippi Valley State wasn't very good so you look at this um, Alcorn State team and they've just been the best team because the other teams weren't that good but I think that's going to be a little bit different this year Alabama State I think is going to be much improved I think Alabama A&M with Connell Maynard coming in as the head coach is going to be better so Alcorn State's going to definitely have to step it up a little bit this year. Trey Farrell um, is going to be one of their leaders on the defensive side of the football as a as a, a, a first-team all-conference guy, um, or at least preseason, coming in at linebacker. But they're definitely going to have to step it up a little bit more on the defensive side of the football. And then when I look at this schedule, I mean, this is a tough schedule for Alcorn State. I mean, you're talking about opening the season up, what, going back a couple of years, was it, was it 2016 they opened the season up? against Georgia Tech. Well, guess what? They open the season up again against Georgia Tech. And then they also have another uh, FBS opponent that they're going to play next to last game of the season in New Mexico State. Obviously, you have your Eastern Division opponents. So this is going to be a bit of a tough schedule um, for Alcorn State in uh, in 2018. But I think they're certainly going to be up for the challenge. I think when you go into playing a team like a Georgia Tech, the main thing is you don't want to come out of that thing with any injuries. The next week, they play a weaker opponent, if you will, in Louisiana College. So, you know, that's a that's a that's a big dynamic 
indifference from playing a 1A opponent and then next week coming in and playing a Division II opponent. But I think it's better that they play Georgia Tech first, then Louisiana College, then, um, then doing the reverse. Um, you know, big game against Grambling on October 20th. Don't want to look too far ahead, but that's going to be a big football game as well. So I think, you know, I think Alcorn State has some opportunities this year. The, 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 the Eastern Division is going to be a lot more competitive. It's not going to be a situation where you're looking at a weaker Eastern Division where Alcorn State could afford to go 7-5 and five on the season and still win. They were 5-2 and two in conference play and just, you know, I mean, they lost to, I mean, they lost to Jackson State, but it wasn't a big deal. They had already had the season pretty much wrapped up, didn't play a lot of their key guys and lost that game 7-3, so that was no big deal. Um, but this year it's not going to be like that. They're going to have to come and play um, some big-time football. So that's a look at the Alcorn State Braves. Um, as a matter of fact, for today on Wednesday, on tomorrow we're going to take a look at Mississippi Valley State. Uh, they have a new head football coach, and again, we're going to stay in the SWAC's Eastern Division. For more information on From the Press Box to Press Row, you can continue to stay on our website at BoxToRow.com. If you downloaded this podcast, then go to BoxToRow.com and uh, peruse the website. Also, you can listen to the weekend edition, the radio show, Box to Row on radio, on a radio station near you and on Sirius XM. Log on to our website at BoxToRow.com to find a radio station in your area that carries the program or find out where you can listen or, or what days and time you can listen on Sirius XM channels 141 and 142. We'll talk with you tomorrow. Count it up, 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 count it, count it up, count it up, count it up, count it. I know that it's difficult. I'm stacking this paper, it's sort of habitual. I blow-